Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Was It Good? Today, we'll be talking episode two of Loki. I'm Krishna. I'm here with my one brother, Arjuna, and Mr. Michael is in the producer's chair. Uh, As you might know, there's usually three of us, but the third brother, Ravi, is off gallivanting across Boston. So, there's that. It's just two of us today. Boston. He's He's probably saying, go Red Sox, bitch. I think I think Ravi's actually watching in the, is uh, is actually watching right now in the comments on youtube.com slash was it good Ravi uh, how many times have you said go Red Sox bitch please I think let us know probably six times six yeah All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under I think he's done it five okay interesting interesting yeah. he's probably done it zero zero yeah you're right. I don't even think he knows what a Red Sox is that's true that's true in fact he, he made a, a point actually of before heading out there that he was not going to see a Red Sox game so. Yeah, there you That's go. how anti-Red Sox he is. So, according to Lauren, they weren't even playing there this weekend. Oh, okay. Well, they're on the road somewhere. Yeah, probably. probably Tampa. Well, I think they just did a Atlanta stint. Oh. Well, anyway, we're not here for the Red Sox, as Ravi would say. We're here for Loki Episode 2. Weeks are flying by, so let's just jump right in. Uh, every week, we recap these episodes and movies and TV shows with a single word to sum up the experience. Uh, it could either be around the product itself or just the viewing uh, experience in general. So, Arjuna, why don't you go ahead since there's only two of us? Wow. <laughs> 50, I get to go chance. first? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Amazing. I know. Amazing. <laughs> My one word is going to be nothingness. What? Yes. Nothingness. Uh, the reason I'm going to go with nothingness is because uh, one of my favorite scenes in this episode um, has to do with when Loki is figuring out that the Loki variant that they are they are uh, hunting down mm. could potentially be hiding in apocalyptic um, events, right? Be- yep. And in his, his proof of this is you could literally do anything to any of the people there in that environment, but then if it's wiped out, there's no consequences, there's no variance kind of... Uh, detected by the TVA. Yeah. And to, to kind of prove this point, Loki and Mobius travel to Pompeii. Yep. And <laughs> Loki goes out. Uh, Mobius is like, okay, well, can you make some bird noises? <laughs> yeah. You so know, ridiculous. just so we can, uh, you know, you know, just tr- introduce a little variance. Test, test right? the theory. And yeah, Loki's yeah. like, fuck no. And he goes right up to a wagon and he just is like, you're all going to die. He frees the goats. He frees the goats. Yep. And then it explodes. People start freaking out. He gets some vegetables, starts throwing it up. And he's like, nothing matters, you know, uh, and does that whole thing. And it truly a br- like a truly like a fun scene because uh, at least felt like Tom Hiddleston was having a ton of fun with that. Oh, yeah. And it, it was just wacky and fun and nothingness. You know? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. And you know, it reminds me, nothing matters. Nothing matters. At least in this. Nothing sh- really matters. Nothing really matters. So that's what you got from Or maybe everything matters. matters. Uh, it's th- that one's harder so. to believe, to be honest. I also think it, it it deals with a lot of themes that they talk about in this episode. There's a really good conversation, and you know, uh, as we talk throughout this episode, spoilers ahead. Mm. Uh, they talk about um, the TVA and the timekeepers, and kind of this idea of free will versus fate. Uh, there's a whole conversation that you know Loki has with Mobius, where he's like, "You don't question like where you're from or anything." Mobius yeah. kind of counters and's like. Your fa- you're like, who's your father? He's an ice giant. Who are you raised by? Odin. I lived in Gasgard. And all this. And he's like, doesn't that sound kind of crazy and yeah. weird? And <laughs> yeah. he's like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, 
And they, you know, then then Loki's like, so you're just saying everything's kind of predetermined, and the t- the timekeepers have determined our entire lives, and there's really no free will. Um, and it's really like it interesting existential kind of and Mobi- yeah, Mobius doesn't even really answer that question. No, not at all. He's like. He's like, I don't worry uh, about the. De- I yeah. think he says, he says, uh, he's like, I don't worry about the details. Yeah. He's like, I just, I know, like the, it's everything's crazy and there's variants, and I just am, you know, happy to be in this one and do my job essentially. Yeah, I think I agree with you. the The most interesting part of the show so far, I think, has been obviously the uh, Loki off of Mobius, like sure. that whole dynamic. But they took it to a different level in this totally. episode with exactly the whole question of existence. What it even means? Yeah. Does it really matter? So, and I think the TVA kind of does that, right? The TVA yeah. introducing the TVA into the Marvel Cinematic Universe makes you question, like, okay, these previous twenty plus movies, yeah, was it free will or was it all predetermined? Is this what was supposed to happen? You, you know, it's kind of interesting. Like, it, I think it, it makes you kind of wonder, <laughs> right? Yeah. you know, about all that type of stuff too. It's like, I think they even say in the first episode, right? Like, oh. The Avengers going back in time and during that was supposed to happen. Yeah, that was determined to happen. So, uh, so wait, so let me ask you this question, right? So, how mad would you be if Marvel goes in that direction, where at the end of Loki they establish that there is no free will, everything happens the way it's supposed to, uh, and then sort of <laughs> the the previous twenty five movies uh, that yeah. was all meant to happen, and so you have to go back and watch those movies sure. now and know and just be like, <laughs> I think the you know pro- what doesn't really matter. I think the problem with that, and this isn't necessarily like the most unique story out there, where you have some type of time bureau and there's some type of timekeeping and mm-hmm. and all that, you know, multiverse and and you know, but it's it's a it's a topic that's obviously been we've seen before in fiction, mm-hmm. and the problem I think you can always run into with there being a quote-unquote sacred timeline or one timeline, is when you introduce that element, it's so overpowering that the only way to get out of that element is to destroy it yep. or un- unkeep it. Like, one one thing that pops into my mind is the show Legends of Tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is all about time travel and all this type of stuff. And the first season has a their own type of time association. And the first season ends with them being bad and then destroying these people. And then time is, you know, kind of free willing. Oh, like it's free, free again. It's free again. Exactly. Interesting. So, you know, maybe they won't go that exact route. Maybe the, the, the TVA won't be destroyed, though. At the end of this episode, it's in dire straits because all of these time, It looks like a disaster. Yeah, all of these all of these uh, <laughs> branches are coming off and everything. Oh, there's a lot of red alerts right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was just about to say, what is it, you call that situation? Red alert. Yeah, uh, exactly. Multiple times. Seems like things are not going well for the TVA. Yeah. But I would just have a hard time seeing, uh, maybe that's the brilliance of this show, right? Mm. To be seen in these last four episodes that I don't think you can have the status quo with this yeah. TVA Otherwise, it might undermine whatever comes next in your Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because Absolutely. then you're just like, it's all predetermined by the three space lizards, right? right? right. Versus, no, they're like, there's actual consequences. You know, not that there aren't consequences, but there's actual, uh, you know, things can happen in a, a way that's not predetermined. Yeah. Even though I suppose it's all determined by the writers. That's true. That's actually that's a Kevin great point. Feige. Maybe the TVA is just Kevin Feige. <laughs> Maybe it's a whole. Al- what if they should totally? They should. That should totally be a bit in this show. What if? What if, what if the TVA was revealed at the end and it's just Kevin Feige? It's, yeah, yeah. It's Kevin. Kevin Feige, a hologram of Stan Lee and, and Bob Iger. Bob. Oh, oh. 
Yeah, I guess so. Uh, actually, so everything you said leads very nicely into what wa- my one word impression is, and that's nefarious. Um, so I, I've, I've watched uh, episode two twice now, and I just can't help but feel that the TVA is, at, if, if, if not the whole thing is nefarious, it's being run by nefarious beings. Um, Loki's sort of our through character, right, into mm. the TVA. He is sure. what's familiar to us. Yep. The TVA is the is like the Narnia, right? And Loki is our main protagonist going into that world. So that's how we're seeing this world. Right. So the fact that he's being up to Mobius and kind of mocking like the sacred timeline. Like, do you even hear yourself? You s- do you know how ridiculous that sounds? Also, who are these beings to decide which timeline is the right one and which one isn't? Right? Uh, say what you will about Loki. I mean, that is more than a valid point. Uh, totally. You know, and perhaps us and our earthly way of viewing things don't understand, you know, or can't understand that. But from our perspective, that it, do- it totally seems maybe not arbitrary, but unfair. Right? It's right. like, uh, what gives them the power? Who are they to decide? Are they infallible? Are they pure, perfect beings that never make mistakes? Because that. That would be what it takes to decide what a sacred timeline would be, right? It reminds me of that line in The Dark Knight at the very beginning where they're the imposters of Batman that dress up yeah. in the pads, and the guy's like, what gives you the right? <laughs> <laughs> and he screams, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, our three space lizards are basically like, I'm not wearing ho- we're not wearing hockey pads. That's why we get to decide. <laughs> what gives you the right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it, you, you, so you're right. The TVA is being set up for definitely some kind of reversal. There's no way. There's absolutely no way that they it's are go exactly back. what they say they are. Yeah, and it, oh, and there's no way it's going to go back to totally. this. Yeah, you know? I, I think the end of this episode proved that. I don't think you can have all these branches, the multiverse that, of that are going off now. <laughs> it's coming, and then it's like, oh, yep, we're going back to one clean time. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and you, you don't have a title coming called the multiverse of madness, and everything's going back to normal after this show. Yeah. There's just no way. I like it. Like, do you feel like we've been building kind of nicely from Wandavision? So after this, is it Doctor? Well, we have Black Widow, obviously. Yeah. When does Doctor Strange come out? Twenty twenty two. Okay, we have a lot in between. So yeah, we do, if you we? if you want to go, I think chronologically. Yeah. We have Black Widow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At least for the movies, we have Black Widow. Yeah. Then we have Shang Chi. Oh yeah. And we have the Eternals. Oh man. And then you have Spider Man, No Way Home. Oh my God! Yeah. So. And remember, so Spider-Man No Way Home, there's always been a lot of rumors about that movie. We, we definitively know Alfred Molina is going to be back as Doc Ock. We definitively yes. know Jamie Foxx is going to be back as Electro. That's amazing. And then there's... Everything else is... Every rumor is, under the sun yeah, of, of uh, Willem Dafoe is coming back as the yes. Green Goblin. Yes. You know, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming back as their Spider-Mans. Uh, every Emma villain Stone? that's ever appeared. Yeah, Emma Stone, Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst? Yeah, anyone, we got it. Kristen Anyone Dunst, that has I mean? ever appeared in a live-action Spider-Man movie is basically been rumored I to want all three aunt, like Aunt Mays in there. I want all three versions of Uncle Ben, even though we haven't seen Uncle Ben yet, and I don't think, with uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Think, no, we haven't. So... All right, well, let's move on. There's a, there's a lot of really good stuff, and you, and it feels like they're, they're building quite nicely. I, I like what we've seen. In fact, if you look at everything that's coming out, I feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier is sort of the odd one out since it doesn't seem, at least on the surface, to deal with any sort of 
uh, interdimensional kind of thing. Well, one thing I mentioned to our producer, Michael, before we went live is uh, he has a theory that I'd like to oh, get yeah, to we'll at some point. Definitely break but down. one thing you know, I feel like with one thing that the MCU and Marvel's always tried to do, and this is with their movies too, is they want to tell this cohesive story, but they don't want people who haven't seen every single piece to feel left out, right? Mm. And arguably that worked for the majority of their movies, you know, probably somewhere in phase three with the Avenger movies, you had to watch at least some things that had happened before. But, you know, I I wonder, you know, Black Widow is going to be our first movie we've gotten since we started these Disney plus shows obviously takes place in the past, but as we get more and more of these, how much of the elements that happened in the shows will be referenced in the movies. Right. And we, we, we haven't necessarily gotten that. Like, I think we can surmise with vision that's going to have some impact in a future movie, but by and large, I think where the main characters began and ended in their shows is roughly the same, right? If you take Wanda, right? Wanda at the end of Endgame is showed her off, so she's powerful and she's grieving. Well, she's got a little bit more power now, obviously, at the end of WandaVision. She's still grieving with new additional uh, people to Losses. grieve over, yeah. and yeah. with these new Scarlet Witch powers and whatnot. But I, I don't yeah. think it's enough of a. Sh- certainly, like some some big things happened in that show, but I don't think it's so much that can't be explained with a few lines of dialogue, right, mm-hmm. and a, a few bits of imagery. Falcon and Winter Soldier, even to a more so de- more so degree. Yeah, Endgame ends. With <laughs> yeah. with Captain America handing Sam the shield, right? right. And I think most right. people can make the jump that okay, now he's Captain America with that scene. Falcon Winter Soldier just icing you know, on the cake. It just kind of it just yeah. kind of shows the journey of him yeah. having an internal struggle and then actually becoming Captain America. But I think if you watched Endgame and you saw that, you don't necessarily need. The you would assume e- that he was. You Captain don't need America. that additional right. detail, right? right? Loki might prove to be the first show that. There are details in it that mm-hmm. you might need for future movies, right. but we'll see. I, that's we'll what see. I'm, I'm we'll curious see. about how like how they're going to play that. Yeah. Are they actually going to go all the way? Because I, I think that's always cool. I think like when you have an organic universe, and you can tell different parts of the story in multimedia. Not so that it just gets like bogged down. It's like I can't understand this movie without it. Right. But it gives so much supplementary info. In the Clone War, like the Clone Wars series to the prequel trilogy, for example, right? Like yeah. giving more context, um, but not necessarily feeling like you can't understand the movies without it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Arjuna spends countless hours and days and months um, before every Years. podcast curating, researching, polling to create the perfect DVD chapter listing. So in this case, it would be a DVD chapter listing of episode two, of Loki. I actually used the TVA, and so I, I oh. go back in time, and uh, I wrote these years ago. Even better. Okay, oh. so even though you've done this for years. Usually, Ravi, who would be sitting here, would pitch it to me and then give me a ridiculous voice to read it in. Uh, since I'm over here and there's no Christian over there, I will be pitching it to our producer, Mr. Michael Learman, uh, who I would like, I'm going to request that he reads this in the voice of Neo from The Matrix. Whoa. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. The voice in the sky. Yeah. I know, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, Legends of Today. Science 101 with Loki. <laughs> Clone Rings. 
Scared ice run. Salads don't matter. Nothing matters. It was candy all along. A superior enchantress, whoa. <laughs> uh, boom goes the dynamite. How, how, how was that? That was I, great. You know what I love? That was I loved great. you did the whole thing, and then I think what, the second between the second and last one, you had an, a very natural Michael laugh in there. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were like, was good. you broke for a second, and you went right back in. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because uh, Michael, I, we got, I got to listen instead of, mm. uh, instead of actually say it, but this might be your best one. Uh, they're, to all, be they're all amazing. They have, they have, they're salads all, don't matter, and then nothing matters. That was a great. That's a great little. I, I don't think I don't think people really truly appreciate how amazing these chapter listings. Are. Also, Superior Enchantress, and we'll we'll get into that. Uh, actually, why don't we get into that right now? Let's get into it. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and tell a story, and I might butcher it, but Jenna can fix it if I get it wrong. So <laughs> the obviously spoilers: a female variant of Loki appeared at the very yes. or near the end of episode right. two. We knew that they, they were hunting a variant of Loki. Yeah, I think and now it's revealed, and, and it seemed like everybody in the TVA they kept referring to it as a he. They yep. just assumed it was you know some version of Tom Hiddleston. They can ask that of they you even and me. showed the variants at the beginning of this episode, and they were all Tom Hiddleston <laughs> yeah. to some degree, right? Like yeah. there was there was like the the Euro League, uh, <laughs> Wait, <what> you know, <laughs> I didn't Loki. There yeah. was the big hulking Loki. Right. You know, there's all these different versions. Um, but the the surprise twist at the end of this episode was it was a female Loki, yeah. not even black hair either, blonde, blonde, yeah. Which is you know they didn't keep the the correct hair color, correct. Um, but uh, and apparently in all the after credits. Uh, it's just been uh, Loki variant. I believe something like that. Something variant, Loki variant or, Loki or, variant or, you know, something like that. Except in one version of the credits. Yes. Do you know what language? I don't. Um, so in a, in a different language of the credits, it translates to Enchantress. Yes. Which is a big, which could or could not be a big spoiler. So Arjuna... Uh, I assume you've done the research yes. into Enchantress. So I, who I is she? I don't want to go into a deep dive here on exactly who Enchantress is, but essentially there are... Because you don't know. No, th- because <laughs> there are kidding. there are two Enchantresses oh, okay. in Marvel. The first one is one of, is a, is an arch nemesis of Thor's. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. Uh, one of his greatest adversaries who's in the comics. They fight, you know, huzzah, battle, war. But the second one is the one that's interesting. The second Enchantress is um, a female named Sylvie Lushton, and she was actually given mystical powers by Loki himself oh. in the comics uh, to create her as a tool of chaos. And Interesting. that, it seems, that second version, the Sylvie version, is what potentially yeah. we could have here. Now, a lot of people, when they saw the female... Loki variant. Lady Loki is a, another thing in the comics. Oh, another one. Yeah, La- Lady <laughs> Loki is actually a thing. But oh Enchantress is also obviously a, a, a big part. A thing she too. actually the, the second Enchantress actually joins the keyword that has actually kind of been a through line for all of our Disney Plus shows, yeah. joins a, a young superhero team called the Young Avengers. Oh, at some boy. Point. oh boy. Uh, Not very subtle. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of yeah, these yeah, characters yeah, yeah. that we've seen They're in these so obvious, shows. It's like, yeah. who? Young Avengers, Young Avengers, well, Young I, Avengers. I, I shouldn't Avengers. say obvious. You still have to like uh, go on the internet and actually research these sure. people because I don't know who they are. Right. But um, let me ask you this then. I, I think, is this is it potentially a simple mistake 
or do we think it's too it's too it's just too coincidental? It's not a mistake. This is a spoiler. I think there's I think there's two options. <laughs> I think it the was a mis- it was pill. a mistake, right? That this is what the character who the character is. And there was a mistake made on that that country's credits part, and they popped in the name maybe too early. Yep. Or Marvel has gone uh, next yeah. level. That's true. And next level. Wow, wow, have, wow. They've gone next level. Yep. They've said, what? how do we top the after credit scene? We drop, <laughs> we drop little hints <laughs> what? within the credits? the credits of Disney+. Plus Because everyone, one of the biggest things I feel like, or not the biggest thing, but one thing that's been talked about with Disney+, Plus, and specifically when these shows end, yeah. are the very long credit sections, right? It's... So, you know, eight eight ish minutes. Yeah, I, I feel like with is with it borderline it, absurd? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people, obviously, right? Because still. they are crediting all of the international versions. Yeah, all of the dubs. Right. Um, and there's a lot of people that you know, a lot of people make this show, um, and a lot of people have to be credited. And maybe they're like, you know, we're they're looking at the analytics. They're like, so many people dip out before we credits end. Unbelievable. What if we dropped a little hint? Oh my god! Into the credits. So now people will always watch through the end of the credits in case there's any more little spoilers. And translate every exactly. every country's credits. I mean, if you think about <laughs> it, if you think about it, it worked with the after credit scene, right? There are yeah. a lot of people that would just sit around and, and wait for an For almost credit. every movie now. For, uh, yeah, not even just Marvel movies. Yeah. Any movie will, will wait for it. And a lot of movies do have an after credit scene. Most of the time it's a little blooper or it's a little fun gag or whatever. But people will still sit there throughout the whole credits. Yep. And wait for it. Maybe this is the way to do that for the Disney Plus credits. What do they gain from that? Uh, th- what they gain is people sitting there and crediting those people. Get the, the people <laughs> getting the credit they deserve because they're forcing you to read every credit. Exactly. <laughs> they get the credit. Oh, they're they're going to start recognizing those, those gaffers. They're going to start recognizing them. Do they get credited? Everyone gets credited. Everyone. Uh, in well, theory, that's every, why it's eight minutes. In theory, everyone in, theory. in the credits should be credited. I'm sure there are people that <laughs> don't get credited. Yeah. But in theory. In theory, yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. I mean, so, so I mean, uh, based on that little information, that, like, nugget of Enchantress versus Lady Loki, you know, I, I, I feel like you have to pick a camp before you can decide who you think she is, what does she want, and how does she know about the TVA? Because if she is Enchant- Enchantress version number two that you described, right. it means that a either a Loki variant or Loki in the future or just Loki sure. in general gave her powers and set her up to do everything she's doing now. Um, and if she's not, I, I actually don't know anything about Lady Loki. So is, is that just a... I assume then that's just a version of Loki who happens to be female. Um, kind of. There's, yeah. there's a little bit more to Lady Loki than that, but... I kind of wonder, at least with this character, one line that keeps sticking out to me throughout this show, I think specifically in episode one, and I think they say it in the recap as you're going to episode two, mm-hmm. is Mobius saying, time works a little bit differently here. Yeah. Right? And... Seems like it doesn't work. It's broken. Wh- well, wh- what, I, what I think about with time travel, specifically in fiction, mm-hmm. and how it's going to be presented here is we're not going to get everything in quote unquote order. And I wonder if that's part of lady Loki slash enchantress because, Oh, interesting. She knows so much about the TVA. Yeah. Correct. Like she, she's captured people. She has taken their equipment. She's used their equipment. And I understand that 
they have said that they've been hunting her for a while. She's been doing this for a while. But there has to be, in my opinion, like some type of timeline shenanigans. And I wonder if what Loki and Mobius are doing is what causes this variant to do what she does. Yeah. Right? So, so, so just to clarify that a little bit. Yes. Are you saying that potentially a consequence of that would be every time, let's say, Mobius runs into this lady Loki... It might be a lady Loki at a different point in time. So, like, let's say he saw her now, uh, you know, in episode two. That's, sure. you know, her near the end of this current sure. story. Maybe the next time he sees her, it'll be near the beginning. Well, we know he followed her at the end of the episode. So, I would just... Well, I, I was talking about Mobius. Oh, Mobius. Uh, I didn't mention... Yeah, because uh, Loki me- does follow her. I mean, her, maybe. Yeah. We know Mobius has, like, been involved with a lot of Loki variants. He's clearly a, a Loki stan. Um, yes. He, he knows he, a lot about Loki. He knows a lot about Loki, <laughs> and... I don't. I, I, I'm not sure if it's just for this case specifically, or he's dealt with other Loki variants before. I would assume he yeah. potentially has, uh, as they said. Um, I think in this episode that the Loki variants are the the number one. The number one variants that they deal with. I think. With the I think there are Mobius variants running around because uh, the, the whole scene uh, between him and his boss. Mm. Um, I think it's clones. Yeah, it could be clones as well. But sure. the fact that she's always like. You know, the whole, the whole what, T-rings? And it's like, um, you've made those rings before. And then he, she keeps referring to another other agent. An, other agent. I, you know, yeah. it seems to me it's a Mobius clone variant. It's like another, it's another Mobius, right. essentially, right? The clone, the clone would go with the comic book origin. And I, Mobius, I, like, I like this Mobius out of time. And, on the and I, yeah, I like this out of time. Like, I, I like the idea of Mobius from a different time. Right. Having, having a meeting with her just before our current Mobius had right. a meeting, you know? Like, she's constantly having meetings with different times of versions of mobius it's also interesting his it's a obsession great, great idea his yeah. obsession with jet skis specifically uh something that they actually harp on a little bit in this episode with the magazine and then mm-hmm. the actual discussion about jet skis how he's never been on one but he's drawn to them and, and how perfect they are and wanting to do that it makes me question and i think we talked about this when we did the first episode of loki yeah like are the p are the agents and other people within the tva People that are just plucked from time. Right. And then kind of... Or they create from nothing. Right. Uh, kind of like Mobius. How, that's what Mobius suggests. To right. Be that's what he suggests. but That's what he thinks. That's what he thinks. But yeah. it would be a little weird if that's exactly what it was. So, But, but, would, it th- but would it though? I mean, it's like they're in a strange place where the regular rules of time don't apply. Right. So, But then why give them personalities... Why give them any type of... Why make them different? Why not make them all look the same? Yeah. If they're literally just there It to does seem to be inefficient exactly. to, uh, to create a bunch of different versions. Individuals unless, with everything. Unless, right? unless having different... That difference makes them better at their job, right? Like, okay. in theory, if you had everything the same, that's, that eliminates other viewpoints right. and stuff. So maybe... Well, that's, that's, a, that's this question of free will versus, you know, everything being on a set timeline. Do these people actually have free will? Or do they not? I feel like this episode of Was It Good is like a Mobius strip. We're just going around in circles. We keep we coming back circle. to the same. We are. We start circle. here. We're just coming back to what is the point? Does anything matter? That's that's where we're nefarious at right nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so let's let's shift gears a little bit. And we touched on this a little bit, I think, in um, episode one. Sure. And I think this is going to be an ongoing question until it actually gets answered. Timekeepers. Yeah. Timekeepers. 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 There seems to be three of them. The time force. They look like lizards. Uh, well, though I think that was Loki a line. Calls them t- lizards, he calls right. them lizards. There's a, a very important line, I think, in this episode, where um, 
what is her name? Uh, uh, Ravona Renslayer. Thank you, thank you, Ravona Renslayer. And we'll get to that, I'm sure, in a moment. Um, where she says that the time converters are agitated. In fact, she's never seen them more involved in a case before. And to me, that suggests that we've either have se- we we've probably actually have seen at least one timekeeper running around. Maybe they're disguised, or or we're going to. Um, so what what is your th- what are your theory what is your theory on the timekeepers? And now there's a lot of theories. To My be theory on the timekeepers is influenced, and I think I said this when we did episode one. It's influenced by something we reviewed recently, which is Castlevania season four. Nice. Where there was a whole arc yep. where um, two of our main characters were back in the town where Dracula's wife was burned. And there was a royal family, and there was this person that said the royal family, like they're they're pulling the strings, they're doing stuff, and she's like, you can't see them, they're behind this curtain. It turned out that the royal family didn't exist; they were right. dead. They're already dead, right? They did exist, but they were dead. And I think there's more evidence against this point in this episode, at least. But my my theory, and I'll, I'll stick to it till it's proven otherwise, is that there are no timekeepers, right? The timekeepers are kind of like a farce, mm. and it's just. Something else. People. It's just people just trying to determine Baroc- what is b- bureaucracy. Right. It's some it's maybe it's some type of nefarious person or group of people or something to just kind An of elder council. kind of keep this idea <laughs> alive. Maybe there were timekeepers at some point, but they got old and crumbled into dust. Yeah. Or or something. But yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of theories out there. Um in fact I think there's a theory that our very own producer has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna recite it, and then if when inevitably when I bungle it, if you can jump in and fix it. So our producer basically, uh, Mr. Michael, um, let's I guess backtrack a little bit. Backtrack. Something a character that's very heavily involved with the TVA in the comic books uh, is a guy named known as Kang. Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. And Who we know... He's already been casted. He's coming into the MCU. He's coming into the MCU. He's, he's already alleged, been casted. His alleged first appearance will alleged be... Alleged first appearance, yeah. Ant-Man 3. Um, right. Played by Quant- Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. has been cast. From, uh, a favorite of Was It Goods. Yes. Um, from Lovecraft Country. Yeah. And our producer uh, has a great theory um, that centers around the idea that Kang has perhaps infiltrated the Timekeepers is pulling the strings, and perhaps this female Loki that we see at the end of episode two is trying to take, trying down. To take down the TVA in order to stop Kang's nefarious Kang. plans for time. Uh, pl- please let me jump in and, and uh, expound upon Hello, this. <laughs> no, that, that's pretty good. Uh, it was just <laughs> noticing that, yeah, Ravona Renslayer is a, like a right hand of Kang the Conqueror in yeah. the comics. A right hand, you say? Like, yeah, like maybe even left. like a lover right. or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, or a general or something. And they're just very blatantly calling her Ravona Renslayer. They call her R Slayer in the beginning, then they call her Ravona, and then at the end in the hurricane, they call her Renslayer. Renslayer. Um, that's, that's, that seems so it like seems like super obvious. And then I was just thinking, it, and this again, you didn't feel like this was the case but the, it could be, the it shot of the wooden carving of one of the timekeepers in the center and this isn't completely all my theory mm. uh the the infiltration of kang into the timekeepers is a is something that's on so i've seen it on the internet yeah especially since we talked floating about around yeah, yeah 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 but that that shot at the end during the credits there's a shot of one of the timekeepers 
and it looks so much like if you put majors in makeup to look like Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Kang. I, I, Kang. I, and it's I even it. like split. Like there's a way they do the effect where part of the face looks like it's off and a mask. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it just it seems. So I, I I totally see it. I also I also at least with that like that image. I, I, I also think it, it could easily not be it as well. Um, yeah. You know, it could go either way. Uh, I do lo- I do love that theory because I and like I said, while watching the episode, I just I felt like the the TVA feels wrong to me. Um, it, there's something off about it. So the idea that Kang the Conqueror, who's who's a bad guy, pretty powerful bad guy in the MCU. A lot um, would of be behind a, a character a lot of people think is like the next Thanos, the next level Thanos threat. level thing. Yeah. Um, How would he MCU. do? Uh, I bet he. I, I don't know this. Maybe if you want to look it up, I bet he has some st- ties to the Eternals. I'm sure. I know he has ties. I think to Thor. Um, there's actually a ton. Uh, uh, the Thor and the TVA are actually pretty heavily linked. Uh, and I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep harping on this. One of my theories is that uh, Justice Love is um i think an enforcer for the tva in the comics um and i keep looking at thor for thor four's title love and thunder and i just i just think that we're going to i think that it's going to be directly tied into an aspect of the tva mm. uh, i just i can't help but think that i think love and thunder to me is like thor or thor's team versus love Thunder versus love, and love is going to be the remnant, maybe, of the TVA or the sacred, this take sacred timeline bullshit. Yeah. So, but we'll see. It's uh, lots of lots of, and we're falling into the trap again. I think we said after uh, episode uh, uh, one that we're not going to do this, and we're not going to rampantly, we're not going to rampantly speculate. The WandaVision trap. We're not going to fall into the WandaVision Mr. trap. Mr. Fantastic is but, coming. But this show, but this show is just—they're making it almost too obvious. Like like Michael said, sure. uh, Renslayer, this Enchantress thing, you know, is sure. really, really. I mean, that could Dexy. also just be a translation thing because she enchanted <laughs> some people. It's true. That's also could also be true. that. So also very true. there's that. The, yeah. The one thing, so one thing that they said um, with Ravona's character, and I, I just read a, an article about this, and uh, when they introduced the cast, you know, they, they introduced her as Ravona Renslayer, and they said, this Ravona specifically, this is what they say, and obviously it could be, you know, to get people off the trail or whatever. Right. They say, this is a Ravona that is pre what you see in the comics. So pre. They they claim at least this Ravona is before she meets Kang and does all that stuff. Now that doesn't mean necessarily we don't know how much pre it is. It, it could be a day. Right. Yeah, it right? seems it, like it, it's it, like a week. It, before. Could, it could be right. <laughs> the way things are going. <laughs> at the very least, it seems like Ravona's character could appear in more Marvel stuff. Like she could potentially appear in Ant Man three. Yeah. If, you know, as as we know, Kang is specifically in that movie. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. It makes me really curious about Ant Man three. So. Um. Ant-Man, if, if Ant-Man 3 goes that way where it introduces Kang, the Ant-Man trilogy might end up being the most interesting progression of movies I've ever seen. First one's like simple high. Second one, we get into like some weird quantum level stuff. Third one's going to be straight up like time travel slash multiverse stuff. Like what a what a progression for a seemingly no, pretty, fr- you know. Well, the, the, third one, fairly it, normal the, th- the third one's called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Quantum mania. You know? That sounds like a ride at an amusement park. I, I can't That's probably that what one. a ride at the Avengers Campus at Disneyland will it's be called be at some point. In I hope so. 2024 when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. But yeah, I, what uh, one I really I really like Michael's theory, and I, yes. I really like the theory that Kang is going to be introduced in here. Yeah, the I do one, too. The hesitation I have, and we talked about this at the top of the show, was, you know, is Disney going to introduce a major, you know, what we assume will be a major player within the MCU first in a Disney Plus show versus the theatrical movie, right? And I yeah. think I think that's like the the question of how these companies look at the streaming stuff versus the theatrical stuff. I, as a fan, want it to happen. I, I hope it happens. Um, well, they, where they drop a... Yeah. That they, the, the, the shows and the movies freely interact. Yeah, exactly. I do, too. I do, too. Like, I think it would be amazing if Kang is a part of the story in some way, shape, or form. And I don't know why they wouldn't, to be honest, because Disney's plan has to be getting as much sure. people to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Right. So if this, is, if this is just making more people subscribe because they need to know, then I don't know why they you know wouldn't. You know. I feel like it's because they've shown a bit of a reluctance to do that, at least in the first two shows. Small sample size. Yeah. But there's been a bit of a reluctance of, like, really taking a major swing here before you're really doing that. And to be fair, that's kind of what Marvel started with, too, right? Like, th- those first few Marvel movies, as, as fun as enjoyable they are, they, they, they don't take major swings in terms of, like, showing a, a huge connectivity. The big one, obviously, being Nick Fury and saying, like, the Avengers Initiative. I feel like we mentioned this probably almost every week, but COVID is such a game changer. Totally. Game changer where yeah. that might have been the plan perhaps before last year, but COVID has shown that you don't need to rely on the movie theaters right. and the fact that you have large segments of people slowly easing their way back in. Theaters aren't going to be at full capacity Maybe for a while. I, c- I might be totally wrong on that, to be honest. Maybe maybe uh, September comes and the theaters are jam-packed. You know, I've been throwing the this theaters, whole thing out of the way. I've been in the theaters a couple times. And yeah. definitely, How's it been? Yeah. They're definitely getting busier. Okay. I will say that. All right, so they pick it up then. Definitely yeah. definitely getting busier. I, just, I think Black Widow's going to be a big... And, and it fast, I think the ninth Fast and Furious oh, movie yeah. comes out pretty, I think, next week. Yeah. Um, fast 9 will be a I, I great think test. I think that's going to be a big test. Yeah. Black Widow, obviously, in a few weeks is going to be another big test. I think. Are, you, are you guys going to go see Fast 9 in theaters? I Absolutely. Think I, am. I am definitely Absolutely. going to. I want to see the first eight first. I need to oh, see, you should. I need to see Let's two, do a marathon. two, two three. through eight. Because saw, I saw one We saw you. one, yeah. Sahara will years. make us watch the yes, other. For eight, sure. I'm sure. Uh, uh, I've so seen Hobbs and Shaw. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It wasn't like a, an amazing movie, but entertaining as heck. Great say. sci-fi film. <laughs> yes, a great sci-fi. A gr- uh, if, I, if the rumors I've read about Fast 9 are, are true, Space? Uh, it will also be a great sci-fi Oh, movie. man, I can't wait. Uh, I mean, the trailer, like, he catches cars, and they have, like, a, the, they have, like the, the, the chain, like, mm-hmm. the chain and the cars swinging around. I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's great. If you can suspend your disbelief. It's oh, yeah. You got you got to do that. But that's why it's so good. Another great progression from what the first movie oh, was, yeah. which was a more <laughs> f- street the, the most The most epic progression you've ever seen. I can't <laughs> wait. They have to do something so intense for F10, Fast 10, because it'll be the 10th movie, you know, in the official. Lightsabers. Oh, man. I can't. Uh, I guess there's two more things in Loki that I want to touch on. Uh, what do we think Loki's endgame is? Yeah, let's start there. <gasps> Avengers Endgame? So do we think Loki's Endgame is to create another Endgame where he lives and gets to star in an Endgame movie? I think, well, I think his whole goal is survival, right? And, you know, he knows that if he continues on the prime timeline, he dies. Oh, okay, I like his, that. His throat like gets that. crushed. Yeah. And so Loki, 
To He's me, nothing if not a survivor. Right. This Loki, right? Remember specifically, this is the Loki taken from 2012. Right. This Loki wants to live. Yeah. Doesn't want to die, I yeah. assume. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a safe, a safe that's bet. That's a safe bet for most most characters. Most characters. Me. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, I think back to that first episode where he sees himself die and kind of his motivations, seeing the power of the TVA, that the infi- these Infinity Stones, again, they're such a big part of his life, uh, at least the stages that we saw, you know, with the Avengers and all those types of movies, with what we've seen in the first three phrases of Marvel. He's like, okay, this TVA has power. And his whole goal to meet the, 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 um, the timekeepers themselves and, you know, have an audience with them and figure out what they are. I think he says to Lady Loki slash Enchantress, he's like, I'm going to meet the timekeepers, overthrow a TVA, and I want you to be my lieutenant. Mm. I don't think his plan is that far off. You know, I think that's a possible motivation for him in terms of just, you know, he's about power. It's about survival. And I think he sees that the TVA can give him that. Yeah. And so I think it's it's seems right for the pick. It's still TBD to see which way he goes, <laughs> right? And I think, TBD on the TVA. And I think that's what makes the character interesting. It's not like he's just an innocent good guy. All of a sudden, right. he's just going to do what's right and and be you know a superhero with a cape. He's he's not Captain America, right? He is still Loki. He's still mischievous. He's still about himself first and foremost. So I'm gonna and, and you know yeah. I, I'm curious to see how the show is going to take it. Like yeah. And and what way he's going to go um, yeah. with his progression. I think I'm, I would push back on that. Uh, I think that's what he and I think that's what the creators want us to think. Sure. So he himself wants everyone to think that. He hasn't right. even he has not hidden that fact very well at all. Sure. I think his endgame is going to be to save Asgard. I think he saw I mean, Asgard. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, sure. So he saw that it was destroyed. Yep. And I think he is going to do... Everything in his power. It's going to take him on a weird journey, and it's going to take him on some weird loop-de-loops. But I think I think his goal is going to be to save Asgard, and I wonder if that is going to be if that if that motivation, that core motivation to save Asgard, um, is going to lead to the unraveling of everything. And I and I think I like that idea because it would be the opposite of everything that Loki's done. Loki. Is all about for himself, selfish. He does. He causes chaos and does bad things. Causes bad things for bad reasons. I think it would be a great idea to play with, where he causes bad things for good reason, right? I th- it would be so poetic. Right. I think where he tries to do the right thing, the good thing, the honorable thing, the hero thing, right? Uh, and it leads to a multiverse of madness. What if this is how it happens, right? Remember when they want to, ex- you know, he, he wants to to determine the if the you know doing stuff in the apocalyptic event does anything. His first suggestion is going to Ragnarok at Asgard. Yep. Right. Yep. What if his plan? What if part of his plan is to go to Ragnarok, talk to himself, yeah, warn him of like this X, Y, and Z are happening, right? Because I remember when I saw Infinity War. Yeah. Right with Loki, he gives up the time stone. He just has a small. Th- His plan at that point was to be in in Thanos's guard, give him the stone, and then take out a dagger and stab him. Right? Yeah, terrible. Plan. Objectively, a horrible plan. The worst plan he's ever <laughs> to had. a to a Titan who already has a couple stones in his possession. Right. right? Uh, what if? Oh, his 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 TVA self. 
you know, this is part of the sacred timeline, right? Or whatever. We're whatever the fuck that right? means. Right. So he knew that this was going to happen. He's like, I want you to do this, but to do it, you do like a projection. They even had the whole, the whole thing. The Loki signs one-on-one, the difference between a projection and, and the mind projection and all that type of stuff. Right. What if that was an illusion or projection? He again, yeah. once again, right? Loki is the master of faking his death. Faked his death. And oh man! Through this way, and then and the the series will end with us going back to that scene, him being crushed, dying. They leave the Black Order and Thanos leave, <laughs> and then and Loki then just, Loki just is like shows up. Dude, I I love that. I love knowing I, he also doesn't need to help the Avengers because he knows they're gonna save the day. They they're gonna save the world. <gasps> yeah, you know he knows he knows he pre- he knows oh, what's gonna happen, and that's what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh man, I I kind of love that so much. Yeah, and honestly, and that goes back to what the timekeepers allow, the sacred timeline. What is it, and if it's still intact by the end of the show? So, I love, and that's the thing about this show is that it could go in so many different ways. But will Marvel do the thing where all of our theories are wrong and it's the most simple explanation ever? Likely, probably. <laughs> Uh, I do love that, though. <laughs> uh, and then I guess the last thing is, um, is Mobius a clone? Or it, is he uh, created out of something? Or is he a person plucked out I of history? What do we think? I think he's being set up to b- have some type of revelation of, of his origin and who he is. It's something that he hasn't thought about, but mm. that doesn't mean that whatever the answer is isn't going to affect him in some way, shape, or form. I think I think he's a character that's been introduced to be thrown off kilter at some point. And I think that would throw him off kilter. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, we just we just laid out a whole bunch of bold predictions. So I don't know. I mean, do you have a specific episode three prediction? I personally love everything we've talked Jubilee about. Jubilee so shows up. Jubilee, are you actually going with <laughs> the most random X-Men I can think of? Uh, okay. My bold prediction for episode three. Yeah. Specifically. I'm going to go bold here. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback off of Michael. And I'm going to say Kang shows up <laughs> in episode... That is bold. Episode... Three. Three. Of a six-episode show. Yes. Is it six? Six episodes. It is six. Okay. Wow. As, we're almost as, halfway As through. we've been told, maybe there's more. Maybe they're like, surprise, there's another six Surprise, motherfucker. That would be a well-kept surprise. Instead of a post credit scene, there's a post-show episode. <laughs> oh, man. That's <laughs> the only way they can talk like, a post credit right. scene. And for the next, true. the next six weeks, it's just Loki 2. Loki? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Kang shows up, and he actually is our antagonist. Oh, and he shit. shows up near the end of episode three, and we're going to see him causing time problems for okay. the last three. Okay. That's I like my that. bold prediction. Um, I'm going to have a – my episode three prediction is going to be a uh, a Loki out of time shows up to warn our current Loki about something related to something. Where did they go at the end of this episode? Where do they go? It's a great question. I would assume maybe another... Apocalyptic event. ...event to hide out. Yeah. But then, I guess if they're destroying time, does it matter? Don't, I don't know. It's so a good we don't. We don't know. We, we, there's a, there's, we, uh, if I had to guess... I'm going to guess that they're on a beach. Well, if I had to surmise, right? She opens up the portal. Yeah. And then dropped a whole bunch of... She stares, she stares down Loki, almost like, follow me, right? She does the little wave... But she keeps it open long enough, obviously, for him to run through. Yeah, pretty often. If she didn't want him to come through, she would have closed it immediately or, or whatever. You would think. Um, so I, I think there's a part of her that obviously wants to show him something. So it must be... part of her plan. Maybe it's something to show him where she's from, what she's about. Maybe it's her own time. 
that we're going back to or like where she's from? I think I think to me because she's trying to avoid the TVA. Uh, and she did just drop a bomb. Actually, here's the thing. So maybe she just dropped literal bombs on the TVA. Boom goes the dynamite. So now she, maybe she doesn't need to hide out in apocalyptic events anymore. Yeah. So now she's going to do what her actual plan is, which is obviously fight Kang to, I don't know, live her life, go shopping. Yeah. Don't know. But I like your idea of it, it being like multiple, like maybe multiple Mobiuses, but like she's not from. We'll we'll circle back around. I I do love that because idea. there's a lot of circles in the show. I don't know if you noticed that, but oh, yeah. all the I set did, design I did is very you pointed circly. It out. <laughs> yeah, uh, you pointed out like halfway. You texted like halfway through. I was watching the episode, and then the next scene was um, Loki coming out of the elevator, and the, every light was a circle. Yeah, I, I was like, oh man, that's a lot of circles. <laughs> and I I just think it's interesting that Mobius, who if we've all watched True Detective season one, we know the Mobius strip that that time is a flat circle. Yep. And Mobius, though, of all characters goes, we'll meet at the we'll we'll all meet at the end of time. Right. In a peace when in, in, in peace. Which is not how that works. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, so I think they're trying not. to get to this is a circle. And if I had to guess, I think this is the very heart of phase four and mm. will be the very center of everything that happens. We'll be able to come back to this show. Well, what, well another popular theory in relation to that is, remember in episode one, we're, ta- we're told that this multiverse war happened, and then the timekeepers came and made the sacred timeline. There's nothing to say that this isn't that multi, or the beginning of that multiverse war. Oh, that's right? true. Exactly. Ba- especially like when we talk about that the, the famous Mobius line of time works a little differently here. And, and we don't know where we are in time because remember, yeah. again, Loki even says when we're in po- Pompeii, we're from the future. He's like, we're from the future, right? And no, he doesn't answer. Yeah, there's no Classic, answer, right? Classic Mobius. <laughs> Classic Owen Wilson. Where are they from? Who? Yeah, that's my favorite part of this episode, by the way. We're Pompeii? from the future, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. TVA seems like a future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Seems oh. like a future. <laughs> so, uh, every, uh, Tom Hiddleston can do no I also like that people pointed out uh, when they go to 2050-ish, yep. When they go to the Roxxon th- place, oh Alabama, it, yeah. When they go to the supermarket and all the everything on the shelves are, look like they're from twenty twenty one, yeah. You know, yeah. So <laughs> Cl- classic, classic, classic TV production. Uh, Can't redesign for a little futuristic yeah. or soap, or soapbox. or they're making a prediction <laughs> about twenty fifty. Or there is, is no bad. time travel and it's all illusion. Yeah. There is no TVA. I mean, it's sh- all in Loki's head. He's in an insane a dream. Asylum. I mean, the show doesn't seem to understand how time lines <laughs> or dimensions work. That is a discussion for episode five of the show. How do you get a Harry Loki without... He's, trim- a, ma- he's a master of illusion. It doesn't make any sense. At yeah. what point did master he become Harry? Did he drink a potion and it changed him forever? And Maybe that's, he did. That's the... That's the explanation. Maybe he, maybe he was Where like, does a blonde lady Loki come from? Where does he split off from his normal timeline well, and become a blonde lady that's Loki? That's why I like the idea that it's not Loki. It's Enchantress version 2 that Arjuna explained. I like that a lot. It's someone that he has set up to be this agent of chaos. I, I like that a lot. Um, and that would explain why it's not Loki at all. Yeah, she's you taking know, him back to the even make sense. to the yeah. team of Lokis that we'll see for the Ooh. next uh, three episodes. Yes, yes. All right, kids. As Ravi likes to say, "All right, kids. I think it's that time." Uh, we'll, we're gonna introduce. We're gonna we're gonna have uh, Mr. Michael in here too. So, Mr. Michael, was episode two of Loki good to you? It doesn't make sense, but it is 
Very good. <laughs> nice. That's a perfect place like to it. be, I say. Nothing matters. Yep. Uh, Arjuna. That's me. Was Loki, Mischief of Time, Super Guy, Episode 2, <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And, and much like you said, there's there's still a lot of questions. The The mechanics are a little funky. Uh, <laughs> a little. Yeah, I, I I do like Doesn't when I, I do sense. like when Loki's during the whole ta- the his explanation with the salad and everything, and he's like, "It's a clumsy metaphor because it's kind of hard." Like show. Right, it's hard to explain this type of stuff, but yeah. I don't think you're supposed to think about the mechanics of the time travel. Maybe. Oh, I hope we are. And oh. I, and I, hope I, and I, and I think there maybe, but maybe there are supposed to be holes in it because it's not supposed to make sense, mm. and because that's what we're, they're telling us. The TBA doesn't make sense. It's not exactly what it appears to be. Maybe that's why all the stuff at the Roxxon just looked like it's from 2020. Yeah. Oh. Who knows? Maybe that's I mean, it, their idea of fixing things is to disintegrate it. And surely time. Yeah. Hence, just disintegrate hence, everything hence and nefarious. it'll somehow correct it. Yeah, Fair. exactly. Hence nefarious. Bomb, bomb, A lot bomb. of genocide going on <laughs> yeah. in this show. Like, if geez. we just... If we just blow it take up, take a grenade and put it in the time thing, and blow it up, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, nothing it's can fine. go wrong. Nothing, nothing can go nothing, wrong. Nothing has nothing gone can wrong. go wrong. Yeah. Except, uh, uh, but if you take all those bombs and you set off too many, then you destroy the timeline. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Krishna, thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I'm gonna grade myself a solid seven out of ten. Was Loki episode two? Lost in New York, good. It was very good. Uh, and, uh, you know, all the, the, the weird science, time travel, and all that stuff, it doesn't make sense, but it's interesting. But at the heart of the show, what I really love, uh, at least in this episode, is this, uh, this, this argument or this analysis on existence itself. And uh, I hope they do more of that. Um, I hope it doesn't... They just forget about that part and just go right back to, you know... I don't, I don't hope it doesn't become all time heist again. I, I want to keep those discussions of what's real existence. I want to keep those going because to me, that's always the most interesting question that you can have. Totally. So keep going. Um, folks, that's going to do it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Was It Good? You can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram at Was It Good BTM. Uh, you can find us on YouTube uh, at youtube.com slash was it good. Uh, we're on there every Monday and Friday uh, recording this podcast live, so you should definitely join us. Jump in the comments. Tell us your questions, um, but not your concerns because Ravi doesn't like that. Um, <laughs> no, because uh, he's not here. We want your concerns. Yeah, you're right. You have about and 30 more seconds please, to tell us your concerns. Please at Ravi Ramgopal on Twitter. Morbid news, maybe? I think it's, Ra- I think it's Ravi Ramgopal. Oh, we changed Ramgopal. it, huh? Uh, I think that's... <laughs> I think that's his Twitter. No, I think no, his Twitter handle. This. Let me double check. I believe yeah. his Twitter handle is at Ravi Ramgopal. Might be an underscore in there. Yeah. It is at Ravi underscore Ramgopal. There you go. Tweet Tell at him, him your concerns. His, your, your was it good concerns. That's true. He will personally answer every single one. He will. We also have a website uh, where you can leave your concerns at wasitgood.info. Newsletter coming soon. Uh, next podcast will be on Monday. Uh hopefully with myself and Ravi on the latest episode of The Bad Batch. So uh, stay tuned for that. I'm gonna say I won't be on that podcast. Thank but, God. But uh, I will say. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Best episode of Bad Batch. So wow. Far. What a tease. What a tease. Bye, everyone.